Everybody, no, we're live. Yeah, now it is. There we go. We're live. All right. Episode three. Episode three of Time of Life. We got some guests here for you as well. Multiple guests here in the building. New new building, by the way. This is going to be a whole new uh, system we got going on. Might be doing this for quite a while until we find something new. Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Just completely drop it. All right. I'm ready for my question here. What's your biggest fear, Liam? Oh, fuck. <laughs> All right, I had a, this isn't really a recent fear anymore, but um, a while ago when I lived in like an old house, um, well, when I lived in my oldest house I lived in, uh, I had a bunk bed and I would used to sleep underneath the bunk bed, right? I didn't sleep on top of the like- Oh, you don't bed. have a stepbrother. No, I don't have, <laughs> no, I don't have a stepbrother at the time. No, the stepbrother like, where it collapses right on top of you? No, no, like I had like a like a ladder like going up to it, you know. Like it like it seemed pretty stable, but it also didn't. So you kind of know where I'm going with this, right? Like I I have a fear of bunk beds basically. A fear of bunk beds. Yeah, like a fear Not of so much like falling like, or falling like, off no, the like ladder. Being like crushed like from like Yeah, like a step like the step brothers episode or the step brothers video. You've never seen that? No. You've never seen step brothers? No. Oh I've my! Seen, I've seen Step Brothers, but I don't remember that scene. You don't remember them building their own bunk beds with all their two I, beds. All I remember is the scene with the drum set. Oh my gosh! Touched Did my you just watch set. it on a shorts or something? No, like I've seen the movie. I just haven't seen it like in like. You five just don't years. remember that. Oh my gosh! You are like way out of tune with things. So basically, in Step Brothers, they actually build two bunk beds but it wasn't like professionally built they just like threw wood on there and fucking just hammered it in there and did power tools and that like, was basically how my bunk bed looked it was made of wood and everything like well that. like most bunk beds are made of wood but it wasn't like properly put on there they just like gathered random things around the house they would take part parts of the wall out and fucking just put it on there and hope it would stay up and uh will ferrell was on the bottom bunk <laughs> and he got he got crushed <laughs> And then, yeah, then the stepbrother went way up on top and, like, laid right down on it and just crushed that, his ass. That was basically my fear. Well, yeah, so you because have a fear of... I actually know someone who had that You have a fear of being them. crushed, essentially. Though. Yeah, I had. A, I know someone who had that happen to them, so basically it kind of, like, stuck in, was stuck in my head that that was... Oh, so you kind of, like, you didn't witness it? You just, like... No, like, I didn't witness it. Heard I just about it. kind of, like, thought that it was always going to happen to me at one point. Oh, I guess, I guess that kind of makes sense and everything about that. Yeah. At the same time, I'm like, I don't really have, I don't think there really is very many fears. It's just kind of like one of those mindsets. Like you're like, have you're like well, previously like, experienced. That's kind of how all fears are. Like another one of mine is like heights. Like that's a pretty common one. Well, that, like, I think that's the most common one because people don't have an experience one. with it. Yeah. And then once you kind of like face that fear, like skydiving, you kind of realize, oh, this is not well that that's bad. if you land it well that's if you survive <laughs> yeah. yeah literally see that's that's the hey fear you can't mindset. go skydiving twice without a parachute exactly it's the fear mindset I'm not not feeling like you're gonna land well i mean that that's kind of interesting as well but the other thing i want to talk about talk about danger let's uh transition here we'll go to the more safest so what do you think the most world's most safest country is uh Probably Canada. And well, I, that's I, because I told you about it, didn't I? Well, you did tell me about it, but here's why. Like, first off, the air quality in Canada is probably 
the best air quality ever like compared to here especially, is that why they call it air canada air canada that's right yeah <laughs> like, literally no but the, the air quality in canada is the best um now like crimes is probably like the same compared to here i would obviously it's like a little less but especially in the toronto area um, they're known for having like a lot of like homicides with like gangs and stuff like that. But what about what about Greenland? Like Greenland, they don't even have nine. They don't even have battling ring, or they don't have guns right on top of them. Now that yeah, I can see probably being the safest. Well, at the same time, no I think one in four people in Greenland actually commit suicide. It's like the highest in the entire world, and I'm not exactly why? sure why. Yeah, like why? Like that doesn't really make sense to me. It's like their police force is like they don't even carry guns on them and it has the highest suicide rate in the entirety of the world. Like not even Antarctica. <laughs> now with them penguins on the suicidal penguins. But yeah, you are right. Uh Canada is the safest in the entirety of the world. At least according to some news articles. Obviously, it's different for everybody who has yeah, different experiences. And like, I guess everyone has their own opinions. Like, because don't you think like some news stations are kind of biased? Like, oh, in a way? oh, one hundred percent. I like, think there is very, very like there many... technically really is no right or wrong unless it's backed up by scientific. I think it's just your opinion about it, but. At the same time, I think Canada has a really good job market. The affordability is kind of like a little bit yeah. on the lower of the scale, but at the same time, you're like sacrificing that for being economically stable, family friendly, income right. equality is pretty well, politically no, yeah, stable. Yeah. Like you never I, really hear anything bad about Canada. I can't agree with like the housing prices there too. Like I, like a tiny like little apartment costs or not sorry not an apartment like a tiny like house like probably like a two-story house probably costs like over like a million so like probably like 1.5 million basically the californian it's basically the california but in its own like on its own country it's a, the entirety of the country yeah pretty much <laughs> yeah basically. essentially but yeah it's really safe like you barely even hear about anything about the news even with canada uh, it's very well developed public health system. They don't really have to worry about it so much, especially now. Like it's very expensive in the United States versus the in Canada. Canada, I think it's more covered by taxes. So, but right, I mean, you have yeah. to wait a little bit longer to get things done, like operations and stuff. But at for the same the time, yeah, you don't really have to worry about. Oh my gosh, I got to be in debt for twenty years just because of this now. But yeah. Um, the other countries were like Italy. I could definitely see Italy being up there as well. Obviously, it's not the 1940s or something where the Italian mafia were around. Obviously, that's a whole new subject we can talk about later today. Um, Denmark, I actually uh, did. I, I actually don't even think like the Italian mafia was even in Italy. Like They're in mostly regions like New York, Boston, places like that. What is? The Italian mafia. The Italian Mafia? Oh, you're talking about New York. Yeah, like they weren't in it. Yeah, have you ever seen the show called Peaky Blinders? No. It's essentially a representation of that. Like they actually talk about like the Italian Mafia instead of... I, well, obviously you have to watch and everything. I don't want to spoil too much if you ever get into it. It's very interesting. I'm probably not going to get into it, to be honest. Peaky Blinders? Yeah, it's more like so, a UK humor kind of yeah. thing. Like I kind of have like a more sturdy humor sense. It's like I don't literally laugh at like 
dumb shit. Oh, so it's like a comedy? It's essentially kind of like a comedy, except it's like a business, essentially. They're like running a very like somewhat legal and illegal business at the same time, and they're like controlling both sides of it. But at the same time, you have like one person kind of really delegating everything, all the tasks and everything to everybody else. And you can kind of see like the stresses he went through and all the experiences he went through. Like in, so it's basically about the Italian mafia from the ground up, basically. No, it's not the Italian mafia. It's like the UK version. Oh, of it. the okay, okay. So it's a totally different thing. Yeah, they talk about like how to basically rig things. Essentially, they're trying to make as much money as possible. Like their gambling business, essentially what Charlie is doing. They actually like exploited that instead of exploiting. I should say they like did it on a much mass more massive scale compared to what he has it on right now. But that's obviously probably 10, 15 years down the line. You may have it like that. Maybe not the same where people are actually like going in person and actually placing bids on things. They like update the scores all the time. Essentially they're favoring the odds. Obviously it's like blackjack. It's 51% for the dealer and 49% win rate for the actual player. Instead mm-hmm. of that, it's like 60% win for them and 40% for the actual gamblers. But uh, I got uh, I got a question really quick. Speaking yeah. of businesses, um, what do you think, Charlie? What do you think about like how you're going to run this uh, gambling business? Uh, not gambling business, I should say, but gambling uh, Discord um, with your uh, picks and all that. How do, you, how do you think? What's the most successful way to run that sort of business? Well, to be honest, I think with uh, any business, you have to start with the customer. Um, So starting with the customer on gambling, you have to really uh, think about their desires. What do most gamblers struggle with? They struggle with not uh, being able to win. They um, They struggle with having a lack of money. They struggle with uh, finding good people to place their bets with, right? And so I think with uh, the smart pick sports things that we're doing, I think Patrick found a really good strategy with the NBA. And so he found, uh, and hopefully this continues, that he can get up to as much as 40% ROI in one year with the strategy. Um, And so I think you have to have a really good product that customers want and you have to advertise it appropriately. And I think uh, with his expertise on his idea and uh, my experience in the digital marketing field we can very well make that a reality yeah and i can definitely see that and everything but the other question is do you think it's more favorable for you like do you have more risks than the actual customer or the customer takes all the risk and you don't take any of the risk i think to be honest that uh me and patrick take as much risk as the customer because we are also spending money on things that they don't see um, we spend money on advertising um, that is a huge uh, markup to our services, although it is also better than most businesses, as you know, casinos can get into huge legal trouble. Uh, They have massive buildings and employees that they have to take care of. Uh, We do not have that, but at the same time, we also do have risks such as our reputation. We have risks such as the money we spent on advertising not coming back, and we also have the potential to lose customers if we don't do well. Did you know that, uh, I don't know if you know this or not, but casinos are only built on Apache land. Like really? Indian land. They're only built on Indian land. It's actually illegal in the government to gamble. So you can't literally, you can only gamble on Indian land. And that's, if you look it up, you can look up anywhere you want. Anywhere in the United States, anywhere on Indian land, that's the only place you'll find casinos. You literally cannot find them 
on U.S. territory. It has to be an Indian land only because they have a whole set of different rules and everything with that. Interesting. I did not know that. I will definitely look that up in the future. Yeah, it's a it's a totally different topic, but at the same time, it's like it kind of makes sense is because I think uh, the original 13 colonies kind of took over that as they were expanding west and everything. And they give Indians land, obviously. They don't want to take over the entirety of their land. And that's, like, the interesting thing the United States doesn't really talk about is nobody really talks about, like, what do Indians do on their land versus, like, people... They basically have two countries living in one country. Like, literally, there's one government for the Indians, and then there's one government for the actual federal law. Instead of having just one central law or central government like most people believe the United States has. Instead, they actually have essentially two governments in the same country, which is very odd to me, but at the same time, it's like very interesting too. Yeah, absolutely. I would love to see how those Indian lands are run in contrast to the um, American federal government and see uh, what different laws they have, systems of government, and uh, yeah, all those things. That's incredibly interesting. Yeah, it's, it's kind of one of those things like you kind of see it as you go along. And then obviously life experiences. I've known a lot of people who were from actually Indians. Like you'll find a lot of six and a lot, a lot of six are really cool and everything. You'll hear about it on a comedy shows. I can't even remember his name, but he talks about it all the time. He talks about like how six are like the best fucking thing ever. And he was like joking about how he has a, a bracelet. It's like a silver bracelet. And they used to have like, it used to mean like uh, being a warrior, being like a huge thing. And he was like joking about it instead. Instead, now they rest it right on top of the steering wheel as they were driving for Uber. <laughs> but yeah, it was kind of interesting and everything to hear about that. At the same time, um, I guess we'll kind of transition here. Do you have any more input on that as well? I actually do. Uh, my best friend back home is actually a Sikh. Um, and yeah. he, um, yeah, he shared me and him have shared a lot of great experiences, a lot of adventures together. And they're awesome, aren't they? They're, they're absolutely They have so great. many different stories, and it's so cool to hear about them. Like, mm-hmm. obviously, like, I'm not Indian or anything, but you hear about Indian stories and everything, or their stories and their sides of it, not to say put it on the generation. But at the same time, it's like, it's so interesting how many different stories they have compared to, the like, the normal human, essentially. Normal human being everybody in the United States that isn't an Indian, essentially. Because they're all addicted to their phone and social media and stuff like that. So they don't have as much experience, obviously, unless they're, let's say, campers or they go out. They live in Texas or somewhere like in the middle of nowhere where they, they're farmers and stuff like that. They'll have a whole set of new skills that most people would not have because they're more of a street smart instead of anything else. Awesome. Yeah, most definitely. All right. But yeah, the next question I kind of have is... Uh, Talking about more medical field, I really found this kind of interesting in everything. Like I was researching, I'm like, why do people get adrenaline rushes? Like, have you ever, I've been in a couple of fights. Well, maybe not a couple, but I mean, I have been in a fight. I should say, let's readjust that. Uh, we did uh, two minute rounds three times. It's just something, we literally just did it for fun. There was no direct face punches. We still had gloves and everything. Everything on the side was cool. Forehead was cool. Just nothing behind the neck, obviously. If you do something behind the neck, you can actually get killed off of that. They have literally rules against that for doing that. Two-point deductions, just like how KSI won. <laughs> but at the same time, like KSI is like, 
that's the other thing too is case is like totally transitioned he's doing another fight august 27th i don't know if you guys know about this but he is fighting two fighters he's fighting in the two. same night in the same night it's kind of interesting what yeah like, did you i have never even you're like gonna have to do some research him. on that i was just watching it i was like he's like he has a very inspirational lifestyle like he's not just in one field and that's like kind of what i want to do like he's doing content creation he's doing music no, yeah, yeah. he's and doing a side man and like a lot of these like these big youtubers logan paul jake paul ksi the mr beast they're all kind of transitioning into multiple fields because they realize that maybe this uh income path isn't enough sometimes compared to like in other seasons obviously like simple supply and demand like for youtube people necessarily don't watch uh, certain videos in some certain times it's just all like you kind of have to have multiple income streams in order to be successful in life in my opinion because relying on one income stream like uh you relying on a job you could get fired from that job and what are you going to do next nothing because you have nothing else and so i think that all these youtubers are realizing hey we need to do more stuff we need to be having more income streams just in case something like goes a little slow one day or one year compared to like something else but then you can fall back on six other well say if you have seven eggs in your basket if one of them drops out of the basket you no longer have that income stream essentially cash flow and now that you don't have that you have six other ones you can fall back onto and you can prioritize those six instead of seven and then you're you're still okay if you lose that one job or whatever it is for passive income but yeah, yeah exactly. back to the main topic here sorry i don't want to interrupt you or anything no you're good but like adrenaline rushes like it's one of those things that the human body does that i just find very fascinating like how does it when you go into a fight you don't feel no pain you feel you feel may feel like the the hits of everything like you may feel like mm. a slap or something but you don't like oh i don't really feel the pain or anything and like maybe 30 minutes after the fight it like rushes back to you like oh my god it's like now my jaw hurts all of a sudden i think it's just because it's kind of like your body's way of protecting itself well yeah it's that like that sort of time have you ever heard of the fight or flight it yeah yeah it's essentially like fight or flight so instead of your body so it's like you get that adrenal rush say you're running from like grizzly bear your body no knows it's in danger and it wants to protect itself right yeah that's, that's essentially like ways. how people are able to sleep at night and not have to worry so much about breathing because your body naturally breathes on its own like there's no way you can actually like kill yourself essentially like we were talking in the last time without like help of something else you can't right, really yeah. like strangle yourself your no, body yeah, literally yeah. will not let you do it you have to have the assistance of something to do anything to actually essentially kill yourself right but at the same time like the adrenal rush is so fascinating and you're able to essentially like focus like your body essentially focuses on that one task which is put all the energy into this one thing which is essentially in this case boxing or running so instead of like feeling the pain or anything, you're putting all that energy. Your body is naturally like putting all that energy, and that's kind of why into you feel energy. Like you feel exhausted right after, and then you feel completely exhausted, completely flabbergasted. Yeah. But you don't know you're exhausted until you're like sitting over there, like ah, 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 I can't breathe or anything like that. 
And that's why like fighters will stop right then and there. If they can't continue to go on, that's why they get breaks in the middle of it is because a lot of them don't know, don't have very good breath control unless you're like a pro boxer. Well, then again, fighting like that, it's very hard to control your breathing for like what well because you're putting everything everything you have out of it and you're essentially doing that for there's some professional boxers who do three minute rounds and they do eight ten rounds like could you imagine literally fight you're doing everything you got it's like essentially doing as many push-ups and then continue to do even more push-ups even when you can't that's the entirety of it Instead of focusing on that pain, now your body's literally going, putting everything into the energy. I think if, I think that was one of the interesting topics, but like it kind of transitions into Elon Musk's Neuralink. So their entire job right now is to try to advance the human civilization and how the brain works. Mm-hmm. What if there was a way that Elon or his uh, Neuralink was able to control adrenal rushes? And you know, so you it, don't feel the pain essentially like yeah. uh, trying to make it excuses to do something else instead. So instead of like being addicted to something, you're able to like use this Neuralink to no longer, you no longer think that way, like it eliminates that thought completely. And instead it focuses on, you're not distracted by nothing. I should say, sorry. And it just focuses on, I can't vape. 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 And it literally will not let you vape on its own. You literally have to have assistance of somebody else to actually force you to do it instead. And that's what would help the population very well in the long term. I'm sorry. (laughs) I kind (laughs) of had to put it on there a little bit. (laughs) No, but I, I do agree. Like, I don't know like that's like a big step for like the future i mean that probably won't happen for another 10 20 50 years from now um that's basically the same thing as saying i'm gonna keep my body alive for the rest of my life that's kind of like what it's doing basically yeah your body is the smartest ever i don't think it's gonna have the power to do that or else you probably will have the power to live forever if that's the case well if i don't think bo- Neuralink that, would ever do that. that thing is accessing all of your nerves like what else like what else could it potentially do you know like that has a lot that's kind of has like a lot of power to like do to you you know what i mean but yeah it's and like, like that the long-term effects or the short-term effects will have on you they kind of have to figure that out too like like cancer like will it, will it, it probably will cause cancer in the long run well we don't know that actually but nobody really but it's knows like the nothing same thing about as, it it's like the same thing as bluetooth headphones or like your phone like having your phone sit in your lap that's causing cancer that's causing radiation to well not exactly to that extent i don't no, think so it is look it up trust me Especially with the Bluetooth. But at the same time, it's so minor that nobody really recognizes it. It's so minor, nobody really cares, yeah. And, I mean, it's it's still, like, kind of rare to, like, contract it. But still, wouldn't you rather be free than have that percentage? But if you were a paralyzed individual, would you want it? Like, if it was able to control your nerves and actually repair your well, spine. Course, yeah, I would want it. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, I think that's what they're going to... I'd gonna, rather risk cancer and, and be alive for those years than... And we were literally talking about... We were talking about this last podcast, but if this Neuralink was able to essentially repair your bones and repair your uh, spinal cords, 
that and you were able to walk again, I think the benefits would be there. It would heavily, heavily, I can't express that enough, heavily outweigh the cons, unless obviously you're like mindless and you're no longer able to control yourself. But at the same time, they're actually like testing on monkeys. I think they actually finally did test it on monkeys. I think we talked about it last time as well. But this monkey was playing Pong and every time it was using a joystick at first. It already had the cybernetic or uh, the cybernetics installed into it, the Neuralink into it. But as he was playing Pong, he was using the controller. Monkeys are like very like humans essentially. Yeah. But they were playing Pong and every time the monkey was able to hit the ball using the old system called Pong where the ball would bounce back and forth and you would like move the controller up and down and as the ball is bouncing, you would want to like put your paddle essentially, or this rectangle, I should say, in front of it so it doesn't pass you. And if you were able, if the monkey was able to do that every time, it would get like a sip of banana milkshake. So it's it was like, like motivated it's to like do like it. It's kind of like training a dog. Like when you train dogs, you give them treats so that they know, oh, if I do this again, I'll get a treat. Well, yeah, that that too. It's like rewarding right after, but at the same time, they actually were able to disconnect the actual controller and turn on the Neuralink and the monkey was actually controlling the rectangle essentially the paddle and moving it up and down with his brain like it's literally like telekinesis but hooked into a wire system so instead of like wire transferring or like actually like it's essentially like almost connected to the matrix at the same time it's like we didn't talk about this one where so you're saying that it was it was um whatever it was using that uh technology was controlling like his brain or was it like just reading no it was reading off the brain and the brain was able to like essentially control which way it went up and down and have you ever watched the i don't know if anybody has watched it i've never really watched it my sister has i kind of found a little fantasy not fantasy oh my gosh that's no way (laughs) But yeah, I kind of found it very interesting that Sword Art Online. Have you ever heard of it? No, I've watched a little bit of it, yeah. But yeah, you know how they're able they're to in like, that uh, game, the video yeah, game. They're yeah, they're literally in the video game as a new as a new person essentially. But they were like essentially gonna be like Neuralink, I think, in the very future, where people are actually able to control video and they're like able to actually hook into that system and if you think about it actually sora online because how they had like they had like a headset right well yeah and when they died they actually died in life too. but like it's kind of like the metaverse you know what i mean like you know like well, it, like it is like it, it is kind of is like the metaverse and that's what it's except- eventually going to be too like they're starting out with the metaverse and i think the metaverse and Neuralink are going to be very hand in hand as well yeah like people are no longer going to be even that's the whole thing is like at first people are going to have so much free power they're going to be like fucking amazed about what they can actually do they could be like living in dubai essentially living in a whole new place where they actually experience it with their emotions their feels the touch everything and they also have this thing for vr it's like um like a chest plate almost but you actually feel like pain like you can actually feel like if someone threw a grenade, you can actually feel it. Now it's obviously not gonna hurt like as much as a grenade. Oh, have you ever, will, you ever but heard it of has the, the vibration um, features on your body? 
But yeah, have you ever heard of the speakers? They actually uh, created a product with speakers and it would be like the bass, like hitting right to your chest. And it feels like you're actually in the stadium slash like concert. You're like listening to it with your headset and it's like connected to your chest plate as well. Mm. And you're like feeling the vibrations that's kinda, yeah, that's and you actually feel is. like you're actually in the concert, even a, though you're not. It's just a vibration thing pretty much. Well, yeah, that's just a uh, feel and touch. But what if the Neuralink was able to connect to all of that? And that's the entirety of it. We, I think eventually we don't it will. really know what will happen in the future, but but it, it might could happen. It could not happen. Like I mean, mm-hmm. we don't know how fast our technology is willing to advance to go to that level. Well, yeah, I think it's still going to be. I don't think it's going to happen in our lifetime, but it may happen maybe two, three lifetimes from now. Like as fast as technology is advancing, it probably will exist pretty damn quick. Like mm-hmm. how were we able to come up with light detectors so quick? Yeah, like that's directly connected to your brain essentially it's not really it's like connected heart. to your heart and yeah. uh heartbeats, your heart but it meets your yeah. stress levels and everything like that like your phone's able to do that if you have a fingerprint sensor as well or like the apple watches how it apple watches will be able to do yeah. that uh samsung watches are able so to do like, that if you think about it we kind of already are on the path to that yeah and that's what i'm saying In they're way. just now going to hook it directly to the brain essentially Mm. cybernetics putting it into the brain but yeah at the same time what if we were able to control that and put it towards specific tasks like use that adrenal rush to only focus on that one task like um like what do you mean by that like so say uh like working no say you're like in the middle of doing something here (laughs) Let's say uh, you're playing a game or something and you get like a text message. Mm. Your your brain's already thinking about that text message. What if there was a way to actually ignore it and only focus on the game itself? Like you're not even like, you know the text message is there? Or I should say, you don't know the text message is there because you're so brain, your brain is so focused into the video game. You quite literally cannot hear nothing around. You're only thinking about this one thing and that's it. What if we were able to do that with tasks? Like say... Uh, that's called uh, staying focused. Well, that's just dedicated, essentially. But I what if like, the Neuralink was able to help you do that? No, I get what you're saying, but I feel like if we actually did that, that would completely change... It would change would the world. Ch- that would change the creation of how everyone lives because then everyone, everyone would basically be being treated equal in a way because then they would be more... F- then you can, oh, I can just switch on this thing in my brain that will help me focus and do this task and I'll make millions of dollars. That's not what life is about. Life is about doing it yourself and having the willpower to physically do it on your own in a way. So I feel like if we had that technology, that would just kind of like take away life's meaning. You know what I mean? Well, it would get rid of free will. Pretty much. And that's, it will get rid and of that's what will. you're comparing it to. It's not so much life. It's but isn't the life, entirety isn't of the Neuralink, I think, would be uh, the advancement of human civilization. The advancement of human civilization would actually scale probably a thousand percent compared to what we're doing right now. If that thing, if that ex- existed, I should say, and it was like active right now, like the entirety of the human civilization, I think, would be totally different. 
people would live be living on Mars, they'd be living on like Venus, they'd be living on other places because their productivity is so high. It's no longer going to be like the power of free will. I don't think that's going to exist maybe 10,000 years down the line. I don't know if it's going to exist or not. I think people are going to fight back to it who don't have it. But then at the same time, I think somebody in the world, AKA the government, the world organization is going to be like, now it's the requirement to like hospital births. Like you have to get it installed in your child and it's going to be like forced onto you essentially. But I just feel like that would completely take away the responsibility for everyone's actions. But everyone's I think, like probably people in the are judged in a sense based off of what they do and how hard they work. And I feel like if everyone has these equal right, nobody is going to be willing. Nobody's going to be willing to like kind of have a connection to everyone else in a sense, because if everyone's working the same, it's like, Oh, you don't really share an interest or you don't really share this like compatibility. You know what I mean? Like everyone's just going to be, equal and i i feel like that's not really like what life's about everyone's different in a sense no matter how hard you work or what you're doing it's all different nobody's really nobody's really treated um nobody's really treated the exact same they're all exactly essentially the meaning life's not fair exactly like nobody's going to be treated the exact same as the other person i feel like if we had this product it would change the scale of the entire world pretty much yeah i think it would definitely change the entirety of the world i do agree with you it would advance civilization to the fullest but then again but at the same time it's just a possibility like it's not guaranteed obviously it's just like what if that was the thing though where nobody really has free will anymore it it has its pros and cons like do you i think there's a lot more cons to pros yeah at least for the human aspect yeah (laughs) I, I don't I don't really like it to be honest. But, but yeah, uh, we'll steer away from that a little bit, and then we'll kind of introduce this a little bit. For those who want to be content creators, obviously everybody has their different ways of doing things. If you really want to do one, be a content creator. I think the easiest way to do things is finding your niche. Right. If you find your niche, aka what stands out to you what you enjoy what your followers enjoy the most out of everything and nobody else does it in the entirety of the world that is your niche and you need to hold on to that and kind of like really expand upon that at the same time like um there's a couple of good ones like dude perfect like their entire niche in the beginning was trick shots yeah and now Mm -hmm. they own their own company they they have have this big brand big brand now so that now they can actually explore their different niches now they don't have like one niche they have like five or six of them now they have their own show they have their own overtime which is actually very interesting they could do all these different cool things that nobody else in the world does bucket list like they do fucking insane bucket list they did on like aircraft carriers they actually got the ride in a fucking aircraft carrier or not an aircraft carrier they actually got the ride in a G40 or something like that. I can't remember the exact name of the aircraft. I see what you mean, though. And I feel like if anybody has like a sort of niche out there, you can automatically turn that into a business that's making you money. Yeah, and then uh, you got to have the skill sets behind it as well. Like, right. 
porn addiction and social media affects the confidence of guys. Like, if you guys, if anybody out here listening or anything, the one thing I would advise is getting off of social media, getting off of porn, and actually go to the gym, go do everything except those two things, and you'll see how your brain functions a little differently. You'll see, like, I'm actually more a social creature. I have more confidence in things. Because when you see, like, women women on the Internet, you're, like, you're able to basically do everything at home. You don't have to go talk to women. And then they're, like, sex toys and all that other stuff. I think sex toys should be, like, more advanced for couples. So they should be, like, introduced, like, for couples rather than, like, you get, like, the entirety of, like, a pocket pussy instead. You're not really feeling in a real connection to them at the same time. And that's what kind of, like, ruins the relationships and stuff like that. I wouldn't say essentially ruin them, but at the same time, yes and no. Because now they're thinking, like, oh, you're thinking of another person. You're thinking about something else. And really, guys are just like, no, I'm just trying to get it off, essentially. But at the same time, though, like, the porn industry kind of, like, takes advantage of you. Just, like, gambling and... uh drugs and alcohol like everything it all takes advantage of you once you get addicted to it it's really really hard to stop especially if you if you have addictive personality it's really hard for people to stop with things (laughs) but like i was saying if you're really addicted to things you need to find help too like you really can't do it on your own Especially if you're very addictive to things, if you're addicted to video games, porn, anything like that. Really find somebody if you can't stop. If you really cannot stop on your own, you need to find somebody and reach out and really connect with them and be like, here's my situation, Here, here's how I want to fix it. And you lay out the plan for them and then they're able to help you a little bit better and get you through those things. But as you're doing it, you're growing more as a person versus everything else. If you have a gambling addiction, say you're like, oh my God, I'm always stressed about life because you're you're in that gambler's mindset. Like you're gambling your money and you're like stressed about, am I going to lose this? Am I going to lose this? Am I going to lose it? If you like completely stop that, you're like, why am I stressing? Like I'm just going through life. I'm putting up with it and I'm just doing with it. And I'm problem solving the entirety of the way and gambling kind of takes advantage of you not being able to problem solve yourself and they like they want you to think that oh you can get really rich off of this one thing they're essentially using a way of words to kind of trick your mind into going to casinos going drink alcohol doing drugs nicotine especially well nicotine speaks for itself it's very addictive like it's very obvious and everything but I'm very various sources and everything surveys and everything but at the same time if you really want to grow as a person and really develop a whole new character the only way to stop that is stop doing drugs stop doing alcohol unless you're like honestly i think alcohol is a little bit less i think alcohol is more normalized because most people really aren't that addicted to it they just want a little bit of like release of endorphins and everything if you're not addicted to it, then yeah, go for it. Like you can, if you're able to like be like, okay, I, I'm not gonna drink tonight. If you can do that, like, 
99% of the time, you'll be good. Like you really don't have to do anything else with that. You don't have an addictive personality with that. Now, if you're like, oh, I'm driving tonight home, I'm going to drink anyways. I'm only going to have like one or two beers. Like obviously it depends on how long you've been there. I know from research, if one drink, essentially 16 ounce of beer, your kidneys and it's small intestine, sorry, small intestine will actually remove all of your blood or the remove all the alcohol from the blood one drink per hour. So if you drink two drinks in one hour and you're there for two and a half hours, you're good. 99% of the time, obviously it's different for everybody else. Sometimes people have slower bloodstreams and stuff like that, but your small intestine will actually remove one drink per hour. So if you're like, especially as a bartender and stuff like that, you're looking out for people and you're making sure they're capable of driving home, making sure they're capable of doing things on their own. You're essentially their babysitter, not really at the same time. You don't want them to be so intoxicated. They're, they're like, oh my gosh, I want to drive home. They're a harm to themselves. You have to stop them. You physically have to be like, I can't let you drive. Let me see your keys or something like that. I'm going to have to call the police if you leave this building and drive home because they're trying to help you protect themselves and you as well. Obviously it's a lawsuit and everything, but at the same time, the only way you're going to grow and back to the main topic, sorry, the only way you're going to grow as a person is you stop everything that you're addicted to and find new things that you're actually passionate about. Say you're like starting a podcast, like people are very interested in like doing their own create, creating and stuff like that you got to stop other things and focus on this one passion you have to do drop everything else not essentially drop everything else try to take care of yourself financially and then in your free time do just this one thing just this one thing make sure you're exercising make sure your health is good make sure everything is good in life and then just follow your passion and that's how i think how you're going to be more successful in life if you follow your one passion and remove every negative aspect of life. Yeah, actually, I just kind of had an epiphany right now almost. So going back to the uh, porn thing for men, I think that actually has an effect on women. And the reason I say that is because women want attention. Right? Yeah. If 95% of men are going to porn sites right, and doing that, where do you think the women are going to go? They're going to go into being hoes. They're going to go into trying to compete with those other women. But if for the men's attention. men completely stop it, women won't do it anymore. Exactly. And then yeah, there's so no longer like, going to be a stripper culture, I should say, and then porn star culture. There's no longer going to be that, and women are actually going to start doing their job. Well, not essentially doing their job. Sorry, that's a poor way of – poor words. Those are poor words to say. They're going to start doing something else. So instead of like idolizing themselves, now they're like, oh shit, I can't do this anymore. Everybody stopped going and paying me money to do this. Now they have to find something else. They have to realize they're like, okay, my body's no longer, well, I wouldn't say not to argue that, piece of art. It's a uh, more of a, I can't, exploit men with my body anymore now i have to actually find a job 
to do things or do my own business or anything that doesn't involve their bodies. Yeah, actually, uh, and going back to that again, I actually did help, like how you were telling them that like if they couldn't stop, they need to find someone to help. I have actually like been off of it for around three years now. And so um, someone actually did come to me and asked me for help and I managed to get them off of it. So, um, and they, just like you said, got into so like various passions and it was just so awesome. Yeah. And it's, it's amazing if you stop these addictive (laughs) personalities and actually focus on your passions and make that your addictive personality, you will grow so far out of everybody's league. It's nuts. You will no longer have to worry about the financial side because you're happier than ever and you're able to take care of yourself. And you'll live longer. You'll realize that your family is more important. You don't have to worry so much about differences between people. You're just there and you appreciate the values of values of life and you appreciate your family even more than they have. Because I think, and I know I'm going, we're going on this for a very long time, but these addictions affects everything it affects everything your mindset your confidence your ability to think your ability to problem solve you're like thinking it in the back of your mind i'm like oh my god i gotta go watch this because i gotta release my endorphins i got to do this like i don't have a choice like i really really have to do it and i'm telling you you do have a choice it's just very very hard in the beginning because you're so used to it your brain, your brain tries to take the easy way out. You have to control yourself and control your mindset on things. It's all a matter of perspective. If your perspective is it's bad for you, but you're still doing it, it it's useless. You gotta have that strength to actually be able to pull through it and do not do, go to it and take the hard way. It, your brain tries to be very, very lazy. It tries to forget a lot of things. Like, I don't remember what I had for breakfast yesterday. Like, your brain tries to forget a lot of things because it tries to be lazy versus a lot of other things in your body. Like, your body works very hard, and I think your brain doesn't because that's the one thing you actually control versus everything else. I actually, um, like, the main reason I not reason but the main way I quit my addictions was actually through a combination of both so I used to be addicted to porn right kind of like what we're talking about and so what I first did was I first um, I did the duty without looking at the porn itself and so what I think that really helps is is it helps um, detaching from the first of the addictions because they almost think it's in mm-hmm. two parts I think one part of it is masturbation and the other part is porn and they go together so I first started with only masturbating for a month and then also controlling my mind at the same time. And what that really did was it allowed me to master my mind without um, being overwhelmed. And then once I was ready with that, I uh, quit the other thing and I also envelop, uh, developed new habits. I learned to weight lift. I, um, I got a job. I made a lot of money with that job. I um, drove around. I saw actual women. You know what I mean? I. Um, I played hockey with my friends and my family became just like you said more. Yeah, and you really value them even more because and now instead of 
putting your brain out there to like learn new things. You don't need to do that all the time. You need to appreciate what you have around you and you'll learn more about that than everything else. Absolutely. But yeah, I think that's going to wrap up the podcast for everybody. I appreciate the guests for coming on. Thank you everyone for watching. And uh, we'll be posting this later tonight. Might get another podcast in tonight as well. If more guests want to come in. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. See you.